0: of the Backyard Banter Podcast. My name is Matt Harmon. Uh, If you're joining us today after listening to uh, the last few episodes here at the restart uh, with Season 2, we just want to thank you again for for tuning in and uh, being along on this journey with us. And today, I I think we're going to get a really good story out of um, Football Guys writer, uh, fellow Football Guys writer, colleague at Football Guys, and also he's doing some work now with uh, NDT Scouting with Call it with Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino over there, who's building up a nice little team. I I gotta get Kyle on the podcast at some point because he's somebody who I've uh, I've followed for for a long, long time and watched him build that little thing up. But anyways, I'm I'm bearing the lead here. We have we have Scott Bischoff here uh, on the on the podcast. Scott, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: Oh, well, I'm, I'm good, but this isn't about me, man. No, 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 no. I did. I did my episode already. That's in the past. (laughs) Now we talk about other people here. Uh, but well, and that's really what we've always talked about is other people, but, but Scott, um, I'm good. Thank you for asking. That's a, that, that'll, that'll go down as your compliment that is required, uh, of, of the guests that is required to give me one compliment per episode. So you're good on that. That, that'll count. Um, nicety extended towards me, but, uh, if you're not familiar with Scott, uh he's somebody that I've again I've followed for a few years now. We've we've met in person at a football guys event. Uh Scott is a is a legit good person and also knows a thing or two about uh about football. Um so Scott, I kind of wanted to to take you back to the beginning uh here of your journey. Obviously, you're doing a lot of writing about the game now, but what what got you the you know what ge- what gave you the bug for football back at the beginning of your uh, of your story here.
1: Oh, it's a, um, okay. So I'm an, I'm I'm older. I I would imagine than most of uh, most of the guys that you've had. I'm 46, and back uh, 21 years ago, I had a it was a life altering, life changing event. I was in a car accident. It was, I was in a the backseat of a cab, in uh, Chicago. And you know, I, I mean, at that point in my life i, I was twenty five and uh, I was single, and i was I was kind of what you would say, living the dream, you know, so to speak, as a as a single guy I was playing sports. You're my age. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was literally doing whatever I wanted to do. I mean, obviously, I was working and you know I was doing really well for myself. and that, you know going through an accident and and, and then the fallout from all of that stuff. Which happened in 1996, and then it takes you know several years for me to figure out what am I going to do because you know the job I did as an engineer before I just can't do anymore, uh, you know, and it, it takes a long time to realize and to, to overcome. I mean, think about retiring at the age of you know 30, so to speak, uh, you know, from the job that you that you've wanted to have that you have had because you can't sit. Because you literally mm. struggle to get to, to work, and then when you get there, you can't sit for, for more, much more than a few minutes, you got to get up and walk around. Uh, so, so anyway, what, what ends, up, ends up happening is you need to find, I needed to find something to do with my time. And in the beginning, it was more something maybe more as a distraction to take away from some of the other stuff that was going on in my life. Uh, it started, it start, the entire thing started with fantasy football. I was listening to a radio show in Detroit, and there was uh, a guy named Sean Belisian, great guy, who was doing a fantasy football show. This is, this is in 2003, and, I, and, and back, back that long ago, it was almost unheard of for fantasy football to be on the radio. I mean, people, people actually made fun of us. But I was, you know. So- and they
0: still do sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah, and rightly so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but,
1: you know, so uh, I I would listen to his show, and I, and I, and I fully recognized how, I don't want to say unorganized, but so how inundated he was with questions, so much so that it was like, you know, somebody needs to write these questions down for him because he's not answering, fully what these what everybody wants him to answer. So I just reached out to him like, hey, you know, I'm. I'm happy to come out and and help you out and you know organize this thing a little better for you and not that I was taking over for him or anything just it was just reaching out to try to help him and and you know I was playing a lot of fantasy football at the time I was doing really well I had just won like a a national championship type thing where I had to fly to Vegas to draft a team which was that as a spectacle Uh, it was great and and I had won that so I felt like I had enough Uh, information and enough maybe of a a different voice from his that we could offer something and we just hit it off you know and and it it started i just showed up uh you know whatever night it was i think it was wednesday nights and and we hit it off uh you know similar senses of humor and uh, you know uh, both of us didn't take it real serious so we had a great time and we just kind of started from there and then went into um, there was a lion's beat writer. His name was Tom Kowalski. His uh, nickname was Killer, and just started talking to him more about the football side of things. and he recommended that I because of the way I saw things that I that I really look into getting into more of the why, uh, getting into more of the, the scouting side of things. I, you know I've, my entire life has been a you know it doesn't matter what sport it is. I've always looked at things as to why is that happening? Uh, what's, what's you know, what, what, this guy stands out? What's making this guy look different to me? That even if it, you know, it could be hockey or it could be whatever it is that I'm watching, whatever sport I'm, I'm watching, there's, I've always looked at it from a, why is, why is this guy able to do some of these things when, when other people aren't? Um, you know, and I think those are, when I look back at, like, my foundation of where this all came from, my, my entire life has been like that. I've always been, uh, I've always asked questions, and from a sports perspective, I've always looked at things with a bit of a scout's eye. I always have, even as a younger person. My dad tells, my dad laughs at me to this day. He's like, yeah, you, we used to watch, you know, football on TV, and you would ask questions, and the rest of us would be like, just shut up and watch the game. <laughs> so, So it's kind of like it just kind of naturally uh, evolved into taking it from more of the fantasy media side of things to to reaching out to some people in the business and the scouting world. And then just kind of taking a class and and, uh, getting putting myself out there and and learning as much as I could from people that knew what they were doing. And and here we are.
0: So there's there's a couple of places I can really jump off from there so that's good you've given me a lot of material perfect that's exactly what I want um so I think the first thing for me though is to go back to the to the accident so what what like you said you were an engineer at that point but kind of take us through like what was your life like before that and you know you obviously you mentioned like a getting thrown from a cab I mean my god that that has to be like a a life changing experience as you mentioned but like was there sort of a perspective shift beyond just like I have to do something else with my, with my career now uh, for you that, that kind of hit you in the moment?
1: It didn't hit me in the moment because it, it, there was so much that was hitting me in the moment that that well, wasn't I... even – it wasn't even a consideration. I mean, the, the going from the car accident, accident to no longer being an engineer was like an eight- or a nine-year process where I still, I, I still went to work every day. And I, I mean, I, I grounded out. Uh, there would be times when I could, you know, I would have trouble walking uh, with, with just some back issues and, you know, after surgery and that kind of stuff where, uh, you know, it, it was just one of those things where it's being a, a young guy, I, I can, it's not that I can fully relate to the NFL guys who have to retire early, but I do understand it from a different level that, that, It's tough. It's a tough thing. I mean, that's one of the things with with aging and mortality is that the general process of of getting old allows people to recognize that they're getting old. And that is a difficult thing. And to have to swallow that in a short period of time as a young person was one of the bigger challenges of my life. Uh, Learning learning that, you know, we are mortal and that, you know... uh, I somewhat retired as a, like a 35 year old guy. Um, it's a difficult process. It's a difficult thing to even think about that, that, you know, you had your life. Uh, I mean, you asked about what my life was. It was, you know, as a mid uh, early twenties year old, I you know, I had a bunch of friends and we did uh, young 20 something things, you know, uh, <laughs> I played, I played sports. I wouldn't
0: know anything about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so, that, I mean, that's basically what I did. I mean, I, you know, I was, like I said, I was single and I and I was playing sports. I was, at that point in my life, I was playing a lot of hockey. I was playing hockey maybe four or five nights a week. Uh, I was a goalie. Um, I loved it. You know, that's, it was awesome. I mean, life was great. It was fantastic. And, you know, getting thrown out of the cab and then, uh, which is a whole other story. And just in trying to, trying to move on past that, while dealing with all right uh you can't do some of the things that you want to do and now you've got to consider the long-term uh you know problems of of all right is it is it a is it okay for you to get in the car and drive every day to work what's that going to do for your back i I mean i've had back surgery twice i've had i've had i mean you know i've had a ton of procedures uh lots of big surgeries just to try to recover from these things and like I said, it, it was a long process, from when the accident started to when I fully recognized that I could no longer be what I was before. I don't know if that makes any sense.
0: Uh, it's no, hard to I, right. Well, it completely makes sense, and to a, to a much lesser degree, uh, I would say that a lot a theme of the show. Uh, at least i know for for me personally and many other people i've interviewed for this too is like i don't think not many people planned to be a football analyst or whatever or w- whatever the hell it is that we're doing uh yours definitely had a a real direct cause and it and i would say in some respects so did so did my story but not in of such a dramatic instantaneous moment but we all are kind of planning to do something else and then life sometimes just has other things for you
1: yes very much uh, and, 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 so, so born from, from the accident. And I, and I could tell you a story, I could tell you stories. you know, till the cows come home about just some of the craziness that went on, um, just trying to recover. I mean, it, there was, there was a point, you know, maybe two years after the accident when I, when I was averaging, you know, somewhere between 12 to 15 doctor's appointments a week. Wow. You know what I mean? So it's, there were, there was so much of that where, where I didn't have, I didn't have a big picture perspective at all at that moment in my life. It was more, I'm just trying to get through the day, and you know, I, I, there was so much, still is in some levels, but there was so much pain and um, dysfunction within my body, and and just trying to recover, trying to get back to some sense of normalcy, whatever that was, because I at that point I didn't know what that even was, you know. Um, Part of it is being head injured too, and it, this is something that I'm a little uncomfortable talking about because I, I'm worried. I've always, Matt, this is this is one of those things for me where this is something that I worry about that people are going to think uh, negatively of a head injured guy who writes about football. Hmm. So it's been it's been something. I mean, I I would I've always wanted to share the my story and some of the you know some of the stuff that's going on. But it's always been a concern of mine. Like in in the like, what are people going to think?
0: Why is why would you say that? Why would you say that? That's a concern for you.
1: You know, when when you talk to somebody who's who needs to write notes to remember what they have to say, or to remember uh, the things they want to say, uh, to organize their thoughts. It just there's a there's a little bit of insecurity about about um, you know just a not mumbling words and not and not repeating things over and over and and one of the i mean one of the funnier things to go humorous is that being head injured uh for me i don't have a filter <laughs> sometimes things you know you say things and and like my wife will tell me i can't believe you said that <laughs> well i thought it you know and it, and it just came out um but no there, there's a i just have a concern that that the perspective is maybe that this guy's not all there a kind of thing like like uh you know is there is there judgment that that comes from from the concept that this is a head injured guy who's who's doing things that re- require tons of detail uh, you know what i mean i
0: don't know No, oh, yeah no i i understand that
1: it's it's just something that's there for me that i've i've i've, I've kind of hidden that i don't that i haven't wanted people to know but you know it is, as as I guess as a 46 year old guy at this point um, does it really matter you know I I mean I, I've hit it for a long time and I've I mean it is one of the things that that I've done that I do a really good job of is hiding a lot of the dysfunction of of, of my body and and uh, you know some of the, the the head injury stuff requires its own it, it's, a, it's its own animal it's mm-hmm. it requires very much uh, its own set of rules i guess uh you know when i when i go when i do radio stuff i have to make sure that i'm very very focused on what i'm saying and i can't stray off topic and and i'll write myself notes and you know that kind of stuff but you know it um i just to sum it up you know between trying to recover physically and then obviously there was legal challenges that were there and that that was a whole other thing and uh, having people follow you and video record you and then, you know, at, yeah, trial t- try to tell you that you weren't injured and, you know, you're kind of making it up and, you know, some of these other things. And it, life was very, life was difficult for a long time. Challenges that I would have never saw coming, like, like you mentioned, I mean, you know, who plans for something like that? So the best you can do is just try to get up and, and move on in whatever way you can. Uh, I've tried to do my best to do that, and and it brought me to football. And the value in 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 all of this is the relationships that I've built from, you know, from football in, in and out of the people that I've that I've gotten to know and the friendships that I have. Uh, so I mean, I think that that there's a that there's something that's magical about trying to take something as traumatic as as what I've experienced as a younger person and to try to find the magic down the line to, you know, not, not that there was a payoff, but you know, without the accident, you and I are not having this conversation,
0: right? You know, without the
1: accident, I'm not married to who I'm, you know, I have two boys. I'm, I don't have kids and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly in a completely different life situation. So, you know, I think that's magical. Uh, some people might think that's nuts, you know, uh, you know, the amount of physical stuff that I've had to endure. I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been, I've been hit with a needle, but I've had 17 surgeries and I, and I do have a closed head injury and, you know, that, that I've, I've, I've had treatment for many years for it, um, medications and, you know, the, you know, all of that stuff. So life presented uh as big a challenge for me as, as it could possibly present when i was when i was it happened in january of 1996 and uh you know even now even to this day there are still there are still things to overcome there are still challenges that are present daily that make life you know more difficult than than i would imagine what the average person has to deal with you know uh going to watch the senior bowl in the shrine game it's awesome. It's an awesome experience, but it's grueling. Just just standing, standing and watching practice, and then sitting to watch practice. You know, the, the combination of both of those, and then traveling and all that stuff. So you know, um, it it requires management. And in a, in some ways, I think that finding my way into football was a, was a means of getting into something that I loved, uh, getting into something that I really didn't understand in the beginning. Truthfully, I mean, yeah. I, I I could watch football and I could understand, you know, hey Barry Sanders is an awesome running back, right? It's easy to see, but, you know, what is it that makes teams successful? What is it that makes uh, players successful? You know, more the how and the why, the what, um, those are the things that kind of brought me into into football and, and uh, I, you know, I I think. Clearly obviously anybody anybody working in football has to have a passion for it, right? Uh, I mean, you do a lot of wide receiver work. obviously you you have to love watching wide receivers play.
0: That would be co- quite counterintuitive if I didn't.
1: yeah so 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 for me I, I think the football stuff is just a means for, for me to find a way to to have something that's sort of distracting from some of the other stuff going on uh and I mean, it's not as i mean it's clearly not as chaotic now as it once was you know i mean it, there's a stability to to my life that that you know 10 years ago was not there um you know there, there were there were points in my life maybe a four or five year period where where on a daily basis i wouldn't know i, I wouldn't know really what i was getting up to you know physically I, you know whether it was you know uh <laughs> you you know, like uh, I remember flipping a piece of uh, chicken on a barbecue, and and literally kind of blowing up my back to the point where it put me on my back for you know three weeks, and that's just wow. flipping a piece of chicken. You know, so so I was so fragile at, at points with with some of the back stuff that that I just didn't know what I was getting up to. And then you throw in you throw in head injury stuff and and neck stuff. And I've had surgery on both elbows and both knees and my left shoulder and you know. It goes on and on and on but um for me you know i think finding my way to football and, and some of the relationships i've, I've built in it ha- has been a really re- a really a wonderful thing and i, I hope it i mean I, I'm, I'm not doing any of this justice uh, the way i'm talking about it but but no i think you are well I, there's so much there that i wouldn't know where to start to tell you stories you know I mean, I've uh, <laughs> I've I've, a, I've driven to work before, um, and this is head, head injury stuff, without pants on. You know, oh wow! Yeah, I mean it, that's right. and that happened pretty early on, where, you know, that kind of stuff that's rattling for you know. You think about being twenty seven and or twenty eight, however old I was at the time when it happened, and think about you know, oh, I got to go back home. I, I don't have pants on. I mean, it's right. funny, but it's sad, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: But there's a, there's a magic to, to where I am, you know, uh, as opposed to where I was. And there's no, you know, it's not like there's any, any formula to, to, getting, to getting there. It's just, you know, you, everybody's heard the, the whole, you got to pick yourself up. But, you know, my life has been a, a, a repetitive pick yourself up story over and over mm-hmm. again.
0: Yeah, and I think the the cool part about you sharing this right now and for one it's for me personally it's really awesome that you are sharing this in this format and everything and for everybody listening it's a it's it's definitely an honor for them to get to hear that too. It's a big thing to to share and and to talk about. Uh I I would say that the big thing for me is like that this is a complete surprise. Uh knowing like cuz I've met you, I've followed you for years, I've read your work, I've seen you in video broadcasts before like you never would have guessed that Scott is somebody that is driven to pants or driven to work without his pants on at some point. So the fact that you say like I don't there's an insecurity to, to admitting this or or letting people know this about yourself. I think the fact that it's something that nobody pro- probably would have guessed about you, or at least I wouldn't. I think that should at least be some sort of um some sort of comfort that you're you're doing really well for yourself.
1: Well, like I said, I mean I've I've learned to hide that really well, and I, and I learned early on that and and it's just it's just a personal thing that you know it was uncomfortable to show you know like the the productions it's people you know people don't want to see backstage they want to see the show you know uh sigmund bloom always talks about people really don't want to see what's in the sausage or how it's made and you know uh nobody really i mean with all the stuff going on in, in our world nobody really wants to hear you know all that negative stuff and all that all that you know, drama and all those things, it's, it's more, it's just easier to not to hide it. I'm, Cause it's not that I'm trying to hide it, but it's not, I'm, I don't want to broadcast it either, you know, yeah, because, right. you know, sometimes there, there is, there are scenarios where I've completely inserted my foot into my mouth, you know, in, in situations related to football where you've, where I've completely contradicted a, a previous thought and and I've kind of had to undo those some, some of those things where where you know I just don't want it it just makes it just makes me a little leery to to you know pull off to pull the curtain back and show you know hey this is what this is what's gone on in, in my past and this is kind of where I am and then the reality is is that everybody's got something that you know that they're bringing to the table that maybe they're trying to hide in some ways. You know, for me, it's just it's one of those things where there's so much that I could, you know, we could go on and on about the, the little detail. I mean, so here's here's more to the story. So cab accident in Chicago, you know, right in, in 1996, I'm never going to get in a cab ever again. So several years down the line, I'm in Vegas with my buddies, little vacation, right? Get in a cab mm-hmm. because we have to get in a cab to get where we're going. We get rear-ended by a a brand new pickup truck, and I mean, get smoked. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's I'm two for two. So (laughs) I
0: I think it's time to stop with the cab, Scott.
1: I'm not making this up. So two for two, and at that point in time, it's like, all right, I just can't do it. So several years later, the Red Wings were playing the the Detroit Red Wings were playing the St. Louis Blues in St. Louis. Uh, Myself and a couple of guys went to St. Louis to watch this playoff series. We saw a couple of games. Um, had a little bit too much to drink. Uh, and it was the first time I had drank in a little while. So on Sunday, when it was time to get to the airport, we woke up too late. So we had to take a cab oh. to the airport. So, so, um, we talked to the people at the hotel, like, listen, here's the story we need. Can you find us like the safest cab driver? I mean, it sounds silly saying it now, right? Because it's like, they don't, they don't care. So the cab driver shows up, man, I'm not I'm not kidding, he's got one arm.
0: Oh wow. Uh, and it,
1: it's like, you know, sometimes you just got to look up and think what's, you know, and I mean, this guy's got the the ball on the steering wheel and he's I mean, he's like Emerson Fittipaldi on the freeway getting us to the airport and I'm thinking, this is just nuts.
0: Unbelievable.
1: But you got to find the humor in some of that stuff. You know, we made it. Everything was fine, but still it's, you know. So yeah, I mean, those those are that's all true stuff and um <laughs> you know, life is uh, the. I mean, it very much was unplanned. All this stuff is unplanned. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, you know, I think that if we're always trying to find the mystery of uh, the mystery in life, and, and if we're if we're in tune to, you know, tr- looking for those things, life always has a way of kind of showing you. If I don't know if that makes sense, but you know um life presented me significant challenges but you know the reality is is that you know i've an i've an 11 year old and a nine year old and i'm and i'm married and um i mean i i don't know how that happened (laughs) you know i mean i I know how the kids have it but you know what i'm saying i I don't know how uh my, my it's i think about like the situation my wife walked into into and and she, I mean, she came into my life in the middle of, of I mean, the messiest of all of it. And um, yeah, I mean, she's a saint. And 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 you know, uh, again, you know, I have kids. You know, um, it's it's crazy to think about it. Where where I am right now with with uh, in relation to to all of the stuff that has happened. Uh, you know the, you know, I'll be honest with you. The, the legal stuff was maybe. In some ways, more difficult than the physical stuff. Uh, how long it took, and, and the ordeal of, of um, some of the stuff that was that they that was used, and it just it's such an ugly process. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it really is. It's hard to it's hard to put into words how ugly that that situation can be. But but you know, maybe because maybe I just have a different outlook on, on some things because I've been forced to. You know, where we're, you know, getting out of bed in the morning and, and trying to find a reason. Um, I did. I mean, we could you know, there's I've had very dark points in my life where, you know, there's been very dark thoughts. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that's probably very normal. Um, not real proud of some of the thoughts I've had. And, you know, uh. You know what I mean? I mean, I've got a nine-year-old and eleven-year-old, and and uh, yeah, I need to be here for them, and I need to be present for them. And in some ways, some right. of the limitations I have, both physically and and uh, mentally, I feel I feel it's tough. I mean, it's a tough situation when when I think about my kids and what kind of a father I am and what what kind of father I want to be. That's a whole other, you know that that's something we could talk about for forever. And it's just. I, I, you know, I mean, I guess, in the end, you just do the best you can to try to, to do the best you can. I mean, it,
0: yeah, yeah, it's
1: as simple as it could possibly be, but it's so there's so much challenge in that uh, when you get caught up in the day to day grind of it all, you know. All right. Uh, but back to the football thing, you know, football, um, you know, whether it doesn't matter what it is, I've always been one of those kind of why is this happening. Or what, what is it about, you know, what I'm watching that makes this this go? So I think it was very natural for me to find my way into something like this because of, you know, being a sports fanatic and, and kind of just what I was as, as a younger person, both playing sports and recognizing talent and, and you know, that kind of stuff, uh, and then taking it to a, a place where I am now where I'm trying to evaluate that, trying to figure it out, you know, what it is that I'm seeing, why, why am I seeing what I'm seeing? You know, uh, can I justify what I'm thinking about a player, uh, find, you know, I mean, that's one of the things I think that that is hardest to do is to justify your thoughts on a player. If, I mean, I know you've written reports and I know you, you know, like your, your stuff for reception perceptions awesome, but I'm sure that there have been moments where you've, where you've had very strong feelings on a player and you couldn't justify it like you, oh, yeah, you can't yeah. point to something that that says you know 2 2 is 4 therefore 4 is 4 I'm right about 4 sometimes you know what I mean sometimes it's uh, sometimes it's the beauty in the process is finding the why you know like yes. I'll give you an example yes. right now of of something that's that that I've recently just figured out and it's it's Christian McCaffrey Christian McCaffrey is a fantastic football player. But, you know, going back to last June, I, I watched him, and, and there was just something about his style that stood out to me as it, – it wasn't awkward, but it was just different. And mm-hmm. I wrote the report, and, uh, you know, I gave him a late first-round grade. I, I, I really liked him as a player. In fact, I I more than liked him a player as a player. I thought he was fantastic. But there was just something that I just – couldn't fully figure out what it was that he was doing. So fast forward to the senior bowl and I'm sitting and I'm sitting in my rental car with Matt Waldman and Gene Brammel, And I'm trying to explain my thoughts about what it is that he's doing that I can't fully figure it out. And I'm mumbling over, over myself and I'm almost embarrassed because I can't explain what I'm really seeing to Matt and Gene. I can't explain it. So, you know, Matt's got away with, with the way he, he looks at things where he, he, he could tell me in a, few, in a few sentences, you know. So he could, and he did. Yeah. And so then I, I came back home, and, I, and it's like I, I have to be able to talk a little more, intelligent, a, a little more intelligently about McCaffrey because say, just saying that, you know, his footwork is fantastic isn't good enough. It's just it's too general. So the more I've looked at him, the more I've recognized that it's, his, that it's stride length uh when I went with him is everything I mean it is everything with him and it's it's what makes him different so for me the magic in all of this is is for me is the light bulb moment of of all right for McCaffrey it's his stride length it's it's his altering the length of his stride which allows the entire thing to play out in front of him and instead of him running up his you know his blocker's back and running into his guard, stopping his feet and slowing, he's sort of chopping his feet and altering his stride. And he's able because of his vision and his instincts, he's able to see, you know, lanes and holes opening right as they're opening, and he's athletic enough to just explode through those. When other running backs would be stopped at the line of scrimmage because they'd have ran up the guards back. I don't know if that makes sense. But when I look at a guy like that, and I and it and it, the light bulb comes on that it's his stride length, and it's his adjustment of, of the length of his stride, and that's the key to his game. That's for me. It's awesome. So so now I can explain it to where I, I sound like a, a rational person. I can and I and I can justify why I might have him higher than maybe some other people do. I mean, in the end, it's you know I, I, I with McCaffrey, and this is just one example. I sought out to find him as a better, uh, you know, between the tackles runner than everybody was giving him credit for. Because when I see him play, I don't see a, a player who struggles to run between the tackles. I just don't.
0: I would I would agree. Yeah.
1: You know, he's not a big guy, so so I mean, you know, there's a difference in, in there's a difference between running big and running with power and, and being able to run between the tackles. Just because you're a big running back doesn't mean you run between the tackles well. Uh, he does because of the subtlety of the way he runs so it's it's that kind of stuff to me that that is that's why i'm doing it to me that's magical that's that's an that's incredible to have that light bulb moment uh just as a personal you know thing it's and then being able to try to, to explain that
0: and, and I would say to uh, to people listening like if you're wanting to get in the field uh, or wanting to dig into football more if you have the desire to pursue this this one thing like you're saying that that about a player that you can't explain something so simple and so or something so detailed as Christian McCaffrey's stride length or for me what why is this wide receiver so good? Well, let me find out by charting all of his routes over a 6-game sample. Like if you have the instinct to do that, even if you're not so sure about how you can explain it, you've got something to offer you've got something to offer the football world if you have that even just that level of thought process there's there's something inside you that we are interested in hearing whether it's you know me or scott or or matt or gene like you mentioned any of those people we want to know how you got to that point so write it down <laughs> so write it, write it down find the answer and and uh, send it out there because i think that's the that that's an important way like how do you know whether you're going to be good at this? Well, if you have a thought process like that that you just mentioned, I think that's a that's a pretty good sign. Um, Scott, one one thing you mentioned earlier uh, about when you were first, like, getting into football, you said the first move that you made was essentially calling a uh, a radio host and just offering to, I assume, for, I assume, you know, for free or whatever, just to write down questions. I think that's whenever somebody asks me like how do I get started or whatever that's never something I would think to uh to default but sometimes you have to do those sort of weird tasks or or find a circuitous way to get into into a business like this and it sure sounds like you found one
1: yeah I mean it's uh there's nothing there wasn't anything at that point where I was there wasn't anything that I wouldn't have done to to be a part of what he had going on I just felt like that it could go places so if it was something as mundane as writing questions down for him to read, so he could answer the question fully, I was one hundred percent willing to do it. You know, I mean, I would have, uh, I would have done anything to do it. I, you know, I, I it's, it, it's not like it's above me, you know, to, to have to, or below me, whatever the the phrase is, to, 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 to have to go write questions for somebody. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those things where, where uh, sometimes you have to prove yourself and it's, you know, especially in the, in the radio business back then, you know, there's an established group of people who, who do that, who, who worked in, in radio and who am I? I mean, who's this random guy showing up to, to write questions down and what does he have to offer? How is he any different than anybody else? And, and so because of, because of going out and showing him that I was willing to do this and that I was reliable and having little conversations off the air, he, you know, it was, he thought, all right, you need to be, you need to answer some questions because you have some thoughts, you know? And, and, uh, I would just say for people trying to just, like you said, write it down and, and offer your, offer your thoughts and don't be afraid to, to fail on some levels and don't be afraid to have, Maybe not different opinions because I think I think setting out to have different opinions is probably a road to
0: being obnoxious.
1: Yeah, and and frustrating, <laughs> frustrated failure is. Yeah, you know, but there's nothing wrong with finding your own your own voice and finding your own process and yes. finding how how your thoughts work within you know the structure of what. The football industry is um i mean you're much more ingrained in, in the football industry than i am but I, but i i mean i fully understand that i i know because of some of the contacts i have and who i've worked with that that this thing is this is not about uh necessarily in some ways it's not it's nothing more than what can you do and how can you offer some value to who it is that you're trying to work for or, or what you know what it is that you're trying to do and if in the beginning that means you write questions down, or, or, or that means that you pour coffee, or whatever it is, that's what you do. Uh, yeah. You know, it's what
0: can you it's what can you offer us that that we can't find from any old joker on the street that'll take as much money as you and you know be this that or the other. What what makes you? Uh, a unique entity to hold on to essentially
1: yeah and and sometimes that that means finding the authenticity of of your own personal self you know uh finding like like you have with with reception per, perception is is finding what works for you i mean you know what works for you and then yes. staying true to that right and and, and not kind of selling out to other to other things you know for me my process is very different than than i would say the average guy it's it's a little longer uh but in the end i feel like not that i've never missed because i miss all i mean you miss all the time i thought ray graham was going to be a hall of famer (laughs) you know but um it's uh it's one of those things where where if you can find the authenticity of of what your voice is and where you are and and what you know and then I'm not going to say humble yourself, but, but, you know, present yourself in a manner where, where, I mean, I know what I don't know. Does that make
0: sense? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's important to know, it's important to know what you know, what you can offer, and then also what your weaknesses are. I mean, there are some things uh, that I would never ask, like, my boss to ask of me, or, or I would never ask to be assigned on a certain project, because that's just not, That's just not what my strengths are as a as an analyst or I can't offer any sort of insight on something like that. So essentially, yeah, you're right. Knowing what your weaknesses are are just as important as knowing what your strengths are. So, so, Scott, just a quick to ask you, um, have you ever seen the show? uh, You know, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, so have you the the expression charlie work that one of the characters like is the old named charlie is the only one that does like all the dirty work like for him it's like yeah so for the listeners out there like it's one character that does all the dirty work at the bar like you know cleaning the toilets or this that and the other like uh, essentially what we're what from your what i gather from your story is like don't be afraid to do the charlie work and there's a difference between cleaning out toilets and taking a you know taking questions on air but don't be afraid to offer yourself up in that perspective and don't be above it i mean what's the story with eric mangini like wasn't he uh like bill belichick's ball boy or something like that with the browns back in the day and then eventually that he parlayed into a head coaching job and i think there's a lot of opportunities like that um in this business to take that that i've never even i've never even really thought about until you just were talking about it here.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, uh, I've kind of just presented myself in a lot of different environments like that. Like, like uh, you know, hey, somebody needs to volunteer to clean the toilets. Okay, I can do that. You know, that's something that I'm capable of doing. Somebody needs to do it. I'm not, you know, who am I? You know what I mean? So um, if we want to re- refer to it as Charlie work, that's great. Because cause I think that's, in the beginning, I, I do think that that is what can set you apart. You know, if you think about it, if somebody, I mean, if you're hiring somebody and uh, there's a lot of really smart football people out there, but, but, you know, some, uh, you've got to be able to to differentiate yourself from, from a lot of different people in some way. And, you know, humility is a good thing and and understanding what, what it is, you know, and what you don't know is a good thing. Uh, You know, I'm... I mean, I'm not. I'm not doing it justice, to, but but, you get the point. That, that oh yeah. you know, none of us are above having to do certain things to get to where you want to be, and if if you want to be writing reports on players, and and uh, I mean, you can do that just about anywhere, but if you want to form relationships that are that are lasting and and that matter, uh, you know, being uh, being a good person and being a kind person and. And you know, caring about other people, and you know what I'm saying. All, all those things, oh, yeah, all yeah. those those things matter. You know, uh, I will tell you that the value that now that I have the long term kind of perspective of of where I was, you know, of of you know the story of my life, I can't tell you how valuable some of the relationships that I that I do have are to me, because in my in my mind that's what this is all about uh for me you know it, it it's really not about anything other than the relationships i've made along the way i mean i've one of my best friends is is a, a physical therapist that i saw for uh, for many years uh and he's a great friend and you know like i said before I, I mean without the accident he's not a friend of mine i don't know him and he's an incredible friend of mine uh, you know um, just about everywhere I've gone, I, I have I've forged friendships with, with people and relationships with people, and and to me, there that's the gold. Uh, it's it's nothing more than that, it, you know. Uh, and that's going to sound tacky to some people because I, I think, you know, as a forty six year old guy, looking back on what life is, you know, is different than being a twenty five year old looking forward on to what life. is is going to be i mean i don't know if that that might be a sad way to look at things but i mean as a 46 year old guy you know i mean i'm I'm like veteran young guy i mean maybe maybe even past that you know so so the reality is that the relationships that i have with with a guy like russ landy with um you know guys that i worked with uh, you know working for him um you know guys like kyle and joe who i hope to form great friendships with you know that to me is where that's why i'm doing what i that's you know that's ultimately why i'm doing what i'm doing you know and it just happens to be football that that we're talking about um you know but the football thing is interesting because there are there are there are areas within football that that i know that i need to stay away from you need to it just takes more time and it's one of those things where where uh you just got to know to kind of stay in your lane with, with where your strengths are.
0: Yeah. I would say that's, that's definitely true. Um, Scott, this has been a really good conversation. And before we get out of here, I do want to ask you just, um, if there's anybody out there that's like specifically looking to get into scouting, do you have like kind of one or two sort of general broad pieces of advice of like how to improve the craft of, you know, maybe watching film or taking notes or, or scouting in general?
1: Uh, you know, for my again, my process is different, but I would tell, I would say, to take as many as many notes, and then to streamline those notes. You can't ever, you can't ever have enough information. But the entire, the entire point of 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 this, of the whole exercise, is is to paint a picture, right? I mean, I. I if I, was, if I was approaching you as just a random stranger and I said, hey, I want to I give you this, uh, this, this report I've written on a player, at the end of, of the report, I would want you to have a picture of a player in your head. I would want you to be able to almost feel the things that he does well and to, to be able to pick it out right away. And I would want you to be able to, to, to take you know what I view as maybe his weaknesses or the things that he needs to work on, and I would want you to be able to understand, you know, fully. All right, these are the things he does well. These are the things that he that he might struggle with. This is where he might excel at the NFL level. And it's not that there's storytelling that goes behind that, but sometimes, uh, sometimes I think I think, you know, obviously you want to get as much information as you can. You want to pass as much information as you can along, but you've got to do it in a manner that informs um because i've seen reports before where, it, where it, they're just it's almost like bulletin points and it's it's tough you know it's tough for me to get a to, to paint a picture of a of what that player is so i would say collect this i don't know what your process is but i i collect as much information as i can and i might have you know seven or eight pages of handwritten notes on a player and then I, and then i kind of put them all in one area so so if i'm writing uh say on uh jamal adams and and i've got a bunch of notes on his athleticism i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of incorporate those together and if i've got a bunch of notes on his tackling ability i'm gonna incorporate those together and so i want to be able to paint a picture of what he is as an athlete and i want to do it in as, as as concise but with as much information as i can and part of that is is learning to be a better writer and I, and you know as much as anybody knows that the only way you do that is to write more so in the end you know, if you want to write reports and if you want to write about football, start writing and, and continue to write and, and, you know, put your thoughts down and, and then try to, you know, boil it down, uh, you know, and make it at the end of the day. My goal is to paint a picture. And, I, and like I said, I, I want, you know, when I when I give a report to somebody and I've given them to I've given them to some high profile guys, I want to be able to say this is the, the picture I've painted for you. You know, here's my justification for it. Uh, You know, but you know what I mean? It's you don't want to give so much information and you don't want to. It can't be. uh, I'm having trouble coming up with the exact words that I want to tell you.
0: No, I think I think the the point of like the point of like painting the picture is is really important because that's what I hear a lot is do you like it's one thing to tell a, a person what you think a player is, but it's a whole nother to like really paint that descriptive picture. And I think that's what sets a good report from a great report, you know?
1: Yeah. Then that's, and that's always, that's what I've been told. And that's what's sort of been instilled in me is that when it's, when somebody re- reads a report, assume that this is a player they've never seen before. And the takeaway is that they should have a very clear impression of what this guy is when they're done reading what you what your report is. And it it's, it needs to be very clear. And, you know, some of it is, uh, you know, from a football perspective, understanding strengths and weaknesses and understanding what works and doesn't work. Uh, That's, I mean, I think that's a struggle even for NFL teams. I think that, you know, you draft a guy who plays a certain way and then you ask him to do something different at the NFL level, that's asking for failure, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I I just – the biggest thing I would say for anybody trying to break into this is, is to be, is to never give up and to always continue to ask and, you know, not arrogantly and not, you know, you got to do it I mean, the right way, you know, um, with humility and, and, um, you know, continue to email, keep reaching out, do things for free, uh, show somebody what show somebody your work. Don't assume that that, you know, for me, it's always been don't assume that just because you think you can, uh, don't assume that somebody's going to give you that opportunity. I think that in some ways, you know, put together something and, and, and show them what you can do. Right. And but but, you know, like, you know, uh, sending emails to, to people. I mean, that's how I, I uh, work. I started working with Russ was I just emailed him out of the blue, you know, and, and, and I did it a couple of times. And it was like, hey, here's some stuff that I've written. I would love to learn from you, and I really authentically meant that. That you know, I knew that that he could teach me things that I don't, that I didn't know, that I that in some ways I still don't. You know, uh, so I, I would say, you know, in, at the end is is to as much detail as you can paint the picture, but don't don't give up on on. Uh, on I mean, if your pursuits are to write about football, write about football. Yeah you know i mean it's it's it sounds relatively simple but but you know we've we've talked about this finding your voice and finding the authenticity in your own personal self and and uh you know <clears throat> getting into an area where you feel like you, you're you you're uh you have some some understanding of, of what's happening in front of you and what you're seeing and then being able to to voice that and put it in a in a format where you can you can paint that picture and i, I think you you worded it perfectly that 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 can take a report that's that's good and you know take it to the next level if you if 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 the person reading the report walks away as with you know with a mental image in their in their mind of what he looks like what he can do that's perfect and and you know uh, unfortunately this business is it's it is strange with as big as the NFL is and as, as much money as football makes that a lot of times you do have to do things for free and you do have to put yourself out there, and you have to be willing to do that. You know, I mean, it's. Uh, I think that's how we've all kind of found found ourselves to where we are.
0: Yeah, at some point or another, somebody's done something for free if you've made it in this business. That's that's for sure. And I do at some point. I got to find out who who I really want to talk about it with. But I, I got to find out at some point how to do, or maybe just do a whole round table of different people. Do the whole should you write for free? Should you not write for free? Sort of uh, sort of show at some point. we that we'll get to that at some point this off season. But Scott for today i really want to thank you for your time and for being as open as as you were with uh with so much that we talked about here today um before we get out of here i always give the guest one last shot at the floor uh before i yank it out from under you uh so before we get out of here feel free to uh feel free to give us any parting shots before we before we jump off here the floor is yours the floor is mine um what do you want me
1: to say (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to say, the floor is yours, not mine. Well, I, a floor. Um, thank you for having me on. I, I hope I hope this has come across as uh, I mean, Matt. It's, it's, it's a pleasure to talk to you, and, and you know, I, not to. I mean, I don't know. There's there's just something about about you as a person. That I I think it's awesome what you're doing, and and I think it's very inspiring. Your what with, with your story and your personal history, with where you are, as a as a young man, and I mean I really do, and, and I sincerely mean that, and and if you know if people want to know what I'm referring to, it's it's pinned on your Twitter, it's it's pinned on your Twitter, your Twitter page, it it has to do with a lot of the things that we've discussed, uh, my personal history, your personal history. Um, taking some ownership of of the mess that, that that is life at times, you know what I mean. And, and I know that y- you personally have, and I'm personally trying to. Um, it's a challenge, but you know now more than ever, I think I, I think that it's important that we recognize when people around us are doing really good things, and and to me. It, The fact that you've taken on these challenges and, and, uh, I don't know how old you are, but the fact that you're working where you're working and doing what you're doing and how you got there, I think it's just incredible and it's inspiring. And, you know, I salute you for, for, for multiple things, what you're doing, but more importantly, who you are as a person, you know, I, I think, uh, I mean, it's is the check in the mail kind of thing. No, you know what? I mean? Yeah, right. Seriously, no, but I, I, I truly mean that, and and it gets back to what I was talking about earlier is the the relationships that I that where where the the value is is. Uh, I mean, I think it's incredible what you're doing, and, and and you know, being an older guy, I I love I just I love watching you do what you do, and your the way you interact with people, and the grace in which you do that. Um, you know, and again, society is, uh, we're in a, we're in a rough place in some ways. And, and I think, I think people doing wonderful things need to be told that they're doing wonderful things. And yes, this is just football, but football, you know, I, for me, it's more, there's, it's not just football. So, you know, I think it's incredible what you're doing. So the fact that you wanted me to come on and, and talk. And mumble about and ramble on about you know what's going on I, I can't tell you how honored i am to be here just to to chat with you about whatever it is that i've chatted about you know um <laughs> i really appreciate it and, and and truthfully you know it's uh it's great you know that just i really appreciate you having me on and uh I, I wish i could have i wish i could verbalize my thoughts better so that way it would sound better for people i hope it doesn't come or, this is the insecurity part, I, you know. I don't want people to think that. <laughs> Did you hear that guy? I can't believe that. You know, just, just um, you know, I. I think it's amazing what you're doing, and I'm happy that I am that I've got to meet you, and that, you know, I, that I that I've had that that I'm part of this on any level. I just I'm thrilled, you know, beyond belief to yeah. to say that I'm on this podcast right now and and uh, to be doing what I'm doing. Uh, In the midst of all the chaos of of all the other stuff, uh, you know, life is good.
0: Yeah, life is definitely good. And... I mean it's really cool of you to say all that to me for sure i I really appreciate it and i I appreciate our friendship and the way that this this world has brought us all together uh whether it's you know you or i or you know other people at football guys or other people at n f l network and just it also just to you all in general that listen to this show um i'm i'm really quite i'm really quite honored to be here too, and uh, I'm honored that people keep listening to the show and that we continue to get great guests like Scott, and that are so open and willing to talk about themselves and their story and uh, the way our our little world all fits together. So, uh, if you're listening, definitely shoot Scott a follow uh, on Twitter. I'll tweet out his handle with the show and everything. Uh, check out his work at Football Guys and again at NDT Scouting and and also for for you, I'd continue to ask to keep tuning in every week twice a week to listen to our guests to uh to share the show with your friends with people you know with your enemies doesn't matter uh your Brussels your Brussels sprouts grocery store employee you know i mean to continue to share the show and uh also rate and review on itunes as well and continue to get us out there and and getting even even more guests that are just very gracious and want to tell their story so thank you all so much for listening and i hope you learned something today